Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. We're here with a guest mentor, Gazala, and she'll give her background. And we are connecting with her in regards to uh, personal development, starting out in, in, in science and, and math and taking an MBA, developing like a wellness practice, and then moving to Canada. So all those different things and whatever else she wants to talk about. Uh, we'll get into that and, and learn a little bit more about Gazala. So uh, Gazala, why don't you start off a little bit by telling us what you're doing now, and, and then we'll get into a little bit of uh, what we were like growing up as a kid. Hi, Luki. Hi, everyone out there who's listening. Uh, so thank you for that beautiful introduction. I know you just said like a couple of different things. And this is how I have been, I think. Like I have been trying to catch up on so many things at the same time. And I always tell uh, like people around me and people who I've been kind of mentoring and things that, you know, human limits are just they're just imaginary. So we don't really have any limits. Our potential is infinite. So we can do everything that we want to. So I've been really trying my hands on a lot of things. Uh, I was working as a commercial credit manager with one of the uh, largest commercial banks in India back there. And then I moved to Canada recently. I'm still uh, trying to put my foot down here. Yeah. So that's what's happening. That's awesome. So I'd love if you uh, kind of go back and, and tell us a little bit more about yourself as a kid. Like, how were you growing up? Uh, well, I know you as someone kind of out there, you have a YouTube channel. And, and uh, were you like that as a kid growing up? Or did you have to get out of your shell? Or what were some of the influences that got you into like, first the sciences and then to businesses and the wellness stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, h- how did all that uh, progress? Okay, so as a kid, I am like the eldest born. Uh, two parents who are uh, too deep down into studies. So they always wanted me to be like a nerd and a geek. And that is what I was, I guess. Like I was very good at studies. Books were the only thing I knew. Even the games that I that I played were like word games. Okay. <laughs> so I never went out and played. Like, honestly, that was what, what my childhood was like. Uh, so, yeah. And as a kid, the biggest influence was, of course, from my family. Uh, because my mother is an academician, she's a professor. So that's all I knew, books and education. But then I moved to university way early. Like I was 11 and a half years old when I moved to university. So yeah, so that was, that was one of the biggest, I would say, turning points in my life. Because when I moved to university, and that was a boarding school. So I was basically living all like by myself. And I was just 12. I didn't know what the world looked like. And then I actually started uh, kind of exploring myself and things around me. And then, yeah, I learned so many things moving forward. That's great. And would you say that that growing up, were, were you interested in sciences? Because I know you did an undergrad in, in, in sciences and, mm-hmm. and math and stuff like that. Is that something that you wanted to do? Or is that kind of like because of mom and dad? <laughs> or where, where did that come from? Uh, so honestly, growing up, as I told you that... Um, I don't know how is it here now. A lot of things have changed. But back in India and back in Asia, if I tell you, uh, people, if you're a student and you're good, you're good in merit, science is like by default. Mm. You don't even think of anything else. 
you can't even think of doing commerce or arts or something else. So that is what, what was, I don't know if I wanted to do it, but that was something I was supposed to do all along. And yeah. so, yeah, so I did a BSc in mathematics. And by the time I did a B, like I did my bachelor's, I realized that maths was something I really loved, but, you know, public speaking was something that I really wanted to do. So then I moved like a different field. I took a leap and I came to MBA. Yeah. So in when you were growing up, were you outgoing? Were you, well, because you talked about being kind of a, a nerd and a geek, but uh, were you uh, like talking to a lot of people or, or how did the, the public speaking part come from uh, kind of a, a, a education in science and math? So I always, I always liked talking to different people and I would always take part in cross-cultural activities and all of that at school. But the only activities that I would take part is not dancing, not music. It would be debate. It would be speeches uh, or maybe skits sometimes with some good roles. So, yeah, that is something I was always aligned to, but I never took it full time. I always thought, oh, it was something that I was doing. Like I wanted to be a good student. So I was taking part in extracurricular activities. <laughs> so that was the only thing. But when I grew up, like when I went to the hostel and I talked to so many people, different people, did so many different activities, organized events, then I realized, you know, this was something I really wanted to do. Cool. So, so yeah. when it, was that kind of your transition to take your MBA or was that kind of a, a, mm -hmm. a different decision? Uh, yeah, exactly. That is when I decided that, you know, I don't want to, like everybody thought I would go and become an engineer or something. And I was like, no, this is not what I want to do. I want to do an MBA and like move into business and things. Yeah. And and how was that conversation like? So when, because uh, it's it's similar. Well, I guess the Asians that move here, it's similar. <laughs> where where uh, kind of sciences is, is that top tier. Businesses is still uh, fairly high up there as well. Because, well, you, I think the gold standard is a doctor. <laughs> and if you can't become yeah. a doctor, then it's engineer. And if it's not engineer, then it's an accountant lawyer. That sort of thing is, is the, the most common right. one, right? Um, so was it a difficult conversation to, to have with parents in order to be to take that MBA? Or, or were they pretty supportive? Oh, so honestly, my parents have been like very supportive because since I moved out very early out of home. Right. Uh, so my conversation with my parents have been like very open, honestly, because I would just do my things and I would tell them, oh, I'm doing this. Right. And they're like, OK, <laughs> so they don't really uh, they don't really tell me to do a thing or not do a thing. But deep down, I'm somehow very influenced by what they would think of my decisions. So, yeah. That's always there. And did you have uh, did you have brothers and sisters to influence you, or is it just yourself? Oh, I'm the eldest born, so okay. yeah, yeah. So, so being the eldest, you have to kind of trailblaze and uh, True. Kind of yeah. set, set the example and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So okay, so so you do your your science degree because that's expected. Then you realize, you know what. I have this gift for like debating and speaking and stuff. So let me move into business. Did you have a sense of what you wanted to do with, with that business degree? Um, or is it just like you want to take that just to hone your skills? Because uh, you ended up doing some like professorship and, and stuff like that. And then also uh, you started your own business. So, so how did those things uh, factor into your, into your journey? Okay, so we, uh, like back home, we have a family business and things. Okay. So business was always there. Like it was in my blood, I guess. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I always want to do a business. Uh, but 
as you know, there were always these pressures from everywhere, like from family. And then, as I said, I'm the eldest born, so I have to set an example for my younger siblings as well. And then a lot of pressure from the society because they think, oh, this girl is like really intelligent. And I come from a very small town where everyone knows everybody else. And my family is like, oh, you know, they know us. So it's more like you have a lot of pressure to take care of. So you want to do something uh, which is like a conventional path. So even though I started with MBA, but then uh, I gave some entrance and like, you know, some written exams and I qualified for like the, gov the largest government bank in India mm -hmm. as an assistant manager. And uh, I also qualified at the same time for a PhD. Wow. And then again, it was like a two-way road where to go. And then, yeah, everyone was like, the best thing to do right now is to take the government job because you can always come back to academics. Sure. And that is when I ended up into like being a banker. Cool. So yeah, <laughs> this is how it was. And then your, your path uh, as, as a banker, then you ended up also starting uh, a wellness studio. How, how does that uh, factor into a thing? Yeah, so this is like something very recent and I am so happy that this happened, honestly. Uh, so I was working like full time into a government job and then things are pretty stable with a government job, right? You're just doing your job and then you're getting your salary and then so many perquisites and everything. So things are pretty stable. But then I was like, you know, something is missing. And I was always involved in community service and all of that. Like I wanted to go out and help people and do things. And a time came when I was like talking to a lot of people, a lot of my friends and maybe uh, colleagues at office as well and a lot of people were going through uh, I would say anxiety and stress and a lot of uh, pressure on themselves and they were somehow not even aware of what was happening to them you know they thought it was something normal it's it's like uh, oh it's happening it's okay I would be okay tomorrow but they were not okay tomorrow it was like a consistent thing. And that's when I realized it's so important to make people aware of mental health. Because mental health, like back in Asia, it's even now, it's not something that is not stigmatized. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are coming up now, but honestly, it's still something that people don't want to talk about openly. So I wanted to make sure that at least people around me are able to talk openly about something which is so normal in their lives, which is so much in their lives. And that's when this idea started. So I talked to one of my friends, she's a doctor, and she was also pretty excited about as I was. And then we both started this wellness studio thing. We started talking about mental health. We started taking a lot of workshops, a lot of sessions we took with colleges. And then COVID came in and it was all the more all over the place. So we started talking to different corporates, different organizations and schools. And we used to get, like we were literally flooded with requests. Everyone wanted to talk about this. And it was so overwhelming, but believe me, it was so satisfying at the end because we were really helping someone talk about something that was bothering them, but they didn't know about it. So yeah, that's where I came from. And then, and then how does like the journey to Canada come about? So you have this pretty good thing, you have a, a pretty stable and, and, and uh, job, and then you have this kind of successful uh, wellness um, venture that's starting out, and then you decide to move <laughs> and then leave that. So <laughs> how does that decision happen? 
so I got like a lot of things were happening in my personal life as well at the same time so I got married around 2017 like end of 2017 and then I had this conversation with my husband who is also uh, coincidentally my batchmate from MBA yeah so we were having this conversation and we were like oh what's happening and what are we planning for our future and everything and then we're like you know what I know India is a great country and whatever but we still don't want like we still want our kids to grow up in a safer environment, in a better environment, maybe. And then we started exploring different countries, and that's where Canada came in. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that kind of brings us to October of uh, 2020, where yeah. we kind of landed, and uh, there, like Canada, the weather's actually pretty decent <laughs> and and quite nice. Um, but but how was that transition from from India in that world to to, to Canada? Hmm. So especially with the COVID, it's been difficult, I would say, because, uh, you know, everything is closed here. We have been really uh, back home. We were really into traveling and exploring and going out and all of those things. Here, everything is locked down. You can't do anything. You're just stuck up at home. Uh, so that means it was difficult. But apart from that, I think there are so many people from so many different cultures here. And Canada is really an accepting country, I would say. So it's been really good, like in terms of there is no cultural shock, I would say, honestly, because if you like go to a European country or something, I think there's a more cultural contrast. But here there are people from everywhere. So it's like quite cool that way. Yeah. That's amazing. And so you've been here for, for a couple of months. You're still getting settled down into your, your job. And uh, you, you also, um, well, I guess it's before you, you uh, moved to Canada, you start a, a YouTube channel as well. Um, yes. How does how does one do that? Like, do you just record a video and, and post it up one day, or, or was there a lot of planning involved in that? Uh, so it was. I started my YouTube channel the day I turned thirty. Okay. So yeah. So when I was about to like, uh, I have my birthday on thirtieth of June, and uh, around May or say like April, I was like. Oh, turning 30 is a big thing, right? <laughs> I've been listening to this for so many, for like for a lot of time. I was like, oh, it's a big thing. So let's do something uh, which is great and which I can like look back at. So, and I was just thinking of options, options, options. And then it came across, you know, I have learned so many things till I was 30. And then I'm going to learn so many things in the future, of course, explore so many more things. Learning is like continuous. You're always learning, right? I was like, I want to share it with everyone. So why not start a YouTube channel and just share whatever you're doing? <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's how amazing. it started. Yeah, and I think that's great um, to, to get on board with that and share the, the, those wisdom insights. I call it the, the swike, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. And I'd love to get some of yours for like the younger folks out there. What are the ones that you give for yourself? I, I don't know, in, in those, those, those high school, the university, the MBA, whatever days, even before you landed. Uh, or what are some of the, the most common conversations that you have for folks or the common questions that people ask you uh, in regards to like advice and, and your experience and your wisdom? Uh, okay, so the stuff I wish I knew earlier, I would say, uh, for me, it would be, and it would be something that I would want to advise everyone, honestly, don't go by what everyone tells you to do, <laughs> because don't go by conventions, don't go by the trends that have already been there, because you're a new person, right? You're a different person. 
So just make your own rules. Do things that you really want to do. Because if public speaking was something that I really wanted to do, and if I would have taken a course, say, in mass comm or journalism, maybe I would have been in a better place. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not regretting what I did because I obviously learned a lot from whatever I did. But I'm just saying, maybe I did that and that was better. I don't know. So, yeah. So on that, like, what would you suggest for someone who is in that situation where like mom and dad want them to do one thing or, or not even mom and dad, they don't even explicitly say that because they're supportive. Exactly. They it's want, they it's want never help. explicit. It's right. always your own pressure that you're taking on yourself. Exactly. So it's important to have an open conversation with yourself, I guess. Just, just have a conversation with you, what you want to do. And just do it because whatever you do, you're doing passionately, right? So you are doing it like the way you love it. You want to do that thing, right? But if you're doing something just because someone else wants you to do it, you're never going to excel at it because you're made to excel at something else. So, yeah. That's amazing. So I think that gives uh, folks a, a great insight into you and kind of your your background. And what I'd love to do is, is have you back for other um, kind of more detailed conversations on a lot of those things, because I know there's a lot of folks who, who share that sentiment where, uh, as you said, it's it's the pressures, but not necessarily the explicit uh, ones. It's more the implicit, the ones going on in your head, because yeah. especially someone in, in a small village where everybody knows you, like they have they have these high hopes and aspirations for you. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, and you have their weight on your shoulders. Um, so doing <laughs> things like that. And then, uh, yeah, all the decisions uh, there. So I think a lot of folks can relate to that. And, and we'd love to hear more about kind of the, the journey uh, in terms of the job hunt here and seeing how that is progressing and uh, moving forward. And then what sort of tips or, or swipe that you have for folks that as you go on your own uh, job search, as, as you kind of get settled here and then figuring out, well, what is the next stage? Because, uh, yeah, or do you have a sense? What, what is upcoming? Because you don't like stability anyway. <laughs> so do you have a, a few other plans there or is it too early to tell? Oh, definitely. I have got so many things going on. Uh, but still, as I said, it's COVID. I'm not able to really explore a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, I'm still trying my hands on a couple of things. So my wellness thing is already going on. It's like online right now. Right. So we're taking like, I, I try to take online sessions at least on weekends and then I try to do some collaborations like with you, this one, which has been great. It has been great collaborating with you. Yeah. And then, yeah, and of course, the regular job search. <laughs> That's perfect. So we'll uh, end that here with a, a bit of a um, insights into kind of your background. And then we'll dive deep into a couple of uh, other topics in future episodes. So thanks a lot for joining us. And hopefully folks will join us for future episodes. Thank you so much, Luki. Thank you so much, everyone. It's been great talking to you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu. L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U and the same on most social media platforms and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.